Hello, OdaFest listeners, and welcome back to Season 5, Episode 24 of the OdaFest Podcast. My name's Dio. Good to see you. Yay, Dio. I'm Jay. Woo! I'm Nancy. We are not Yay. Dio's imaginary friends. No. We're all here tangible, together. Tangible, tangible but... The internet. Yeah, tangible but digital. Yes. That's how that works. <laughs> the, magic, the magic of the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh... Podcasts, of course, are being recorded from home offices, ours included, and so Odafest is still planning community content, even though we can't, you know, be together physically and, and, and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, mm-hmm. but we uh, we hope you're staying indoors where it's safe and maybe working on whatever creative projects have been on your back burner in the meantime. So many. And, uh, yeah, so many things. And uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled and ready via mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our social media channels where you can expect to hear about future events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only Just way to we're... be nowadays. <laughs> yes, indeed. If it can be done digitally, it must be done so. Do either of you feel of like you're more, like, just more and more connected than ever before? Yeah. In a in a weird way, so like I was always a very insidey kind of person, and uh, I like, see you're I an liked... indoor pet. Yeah, I was an indoor pet, really, and so I very much this, am as well. This is like this in a weird way. This is the 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 best kind of normal for me, but also bad because the handful of times that I do want to go out and hang with people, I can't. Mm-hmm. Can't go yeah. to but like I do a feel pub very connected just on a whim, yeah. right? Exactly. Can't just you know go drop off baked goods. Just at a can't. friend's house mm-hmm. yeah but i do feel very connected you know i get to talk to my friends online every day mm-hmm. people reach you know, out playing... a lot and just talk about random stuff or whatever yeah my dad sends me a text message every morning hmm. that's so sweet it is it's very cute mm-hmm. it's adorable i message my parents a lot too and by message, I mean we don't type to each other. We send like cute stickers at each other. Aww. And then they're sometimes punctuated by like little uh, voicemail messages, like "Hi, honey, how are you today? Yeah. What's, what's work like going?" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's adorable. I get those as well. It's uh, it's like it's nice. I just want to like I'm just such a shitty communicator. Uh, weirdly that I like I just. I'm not much for small talk, unfortunately, so it really sucks when I'm like, when my mom's like, hey, like, how are you doing? I'm like, good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that, too. Like, Like, I have a hard time. (laughs) The one nice thing about, like, digital communication is, like, you can control your, like, response and, like, when you want to engage on your own time. Like, so it's like, I I might see a text message from someone. It's like, I just don't have time for this. Or like, I, I don't have anything interesting to say. Right. So instead of responding right away, I'm going to respond like an hour from now yeah. when I can actually carry on the conversation with you. Right. And at least like, I, I do get to use like work as an excuse sometimes because I'm like, I am at work, uh, you know, throughout the day or whatever, throughout the week. So I'm like, can't talk. Uh, I'm at work right now. And yeah, I, I, will, I will answer. Things. I will answer. Like, I'm ne- I never just like, don't answer at all but it's just uh yeah i suck at small talk and it's mostly small talk from parents and it's all well-meaning though obviously because it's like are you healthy yeah like did you hear about uh like this new grocery store that had a case of covid and it's like yep like like, yeah and and it's all very like kind well-meaning things i this child the son am the bad person (laughs) so 
that's just the way it is. I but, don't know. It's been interesting because uh, just being like by nature of being home, I feel a lot more motivated to just do things that I've had on my back burner for a long time. Hmm. And a lot of interesting conversation arises with my parents because of that. Like last week, out of sheer boredom, I decided I can make my own butter. So I did. And then I sent a picture of it to my parents. And my mom was just like, how did you do it? Do you have to add salt? Did you like this and that and like all these other things? And it turns into a little bit of a rabbit hole in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been a fun experiment that way. Mm -hmm. But like small talk is, I don't know. I feel like my parents are a lot better at small talk with like other peers of their generation, like with their siblings. Like I can listen to my my parents talk to their siblings about freaking like grocery shopping that day. Because it's it's just, it's a topic for them, and they're invested in it for whatever reason. But, like, if I try to talk to my parents about grocery shopping, it just doesn't happen. Like, it, like a question, and then there's an answer, and then it falls flat, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's basically it. It's like, my mom will be like, hey, do you ha have you had enough, like, to, to eat? Or, like, you know, has, has, has there been any shortages, or do you need anything? And I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, we're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I have bought chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the answer like, uh, is fa like factual in nature period <laughs> you know oh yeah it's like uh oh you you said you were going to costco on friday what did yeah. when did you go like oh I, we went after work it's like okay what did you get and then it's like i do like a quick mental rundown of all the things we got and then it's like okay good and then that's it yeah it's like i understand the nature of my parents wanting to make sure that we're fine yeah and that we're you know still eating like fairly healthy adults should be eating right. but i'm i'm very quickly starting to uh give some serious weight to your argument last week about how doordash is a thing and that if i don't feel like cooking i absolutely should make use of it because yeah. it's available and it's definitely better than making my own bubble tea yeah i was looking at getting a blizzard earlier today and by earlier today i mean about half an hour ago i haven't ordered did you it order yet. more food no. to arrive in the middle of podcast again no because i'm like i'm feeling it <laughs> i'm feeling it but i'm not gonna do it right now uh -huh. anyways fair um, yeah. although on the topic of groceries which is like <laughs> something i We're never thought about we're talking about Absolutely. groceries yeah uh Bayfar and i well because we have a few friends that live around the downtown area uh deal you're technically being included but you're not technically downtown but you're close Ooh. you're sort of close i'm close enough yeah i'm close enough um a so few of I. us are splitting sort of. uh an order from like wholesale retail oh so like places like uh like, like restaurant you know, would supply uh, or would have where uh, wholesale supplies usually like for like meats and um, other produce, thing, pro and yeah, other things. other yeah, like just things that are usually not fresh stuff because otherwise you'll get like a huge box of like huge tomatoes or something like that, which that you can't won't make any sense. With. Yeah, at home, but like obviously we we got some like steak and chicken. Uh, we just ordered it, so we'll be getting it. Uh, I think tomorrow is the pickup for us Neat. and then we'll be splitting it amongst um everyone who's sort of you know ordered in and stuff and hopefully it's pretty good because like any like it should be pretty good actually because anytime you've gone to a restaurant it's like 90 percent of the time it's been supplied by like one of two 
wholesale re uh, retailers anyway, so the quality shouldn't really be in question. It's um, just how you cook it. Yeah, basically, but the prices were pretty good, so I don't know. I guess it's sort of a pro tip for people out there if you're... If this works out for you, I want in on the next one. I mean, we honestly didn't order that much this time around, so I think more people wouldn't be that bad. You just have to be willing to come in to pick it up from whoever sort of makes up the pickup delivery, you know? I mean, I... I stream with Bayfar on Thursdays anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're not yeah. the one, but we're but we're the ones who make the order. But we didn't do that. We're not the ones doing the pickup. We're getting it from somebody else who's doing the pickup. For example, oh, in this case, it's some it's someone else that you know actually. But either way, like, uh, that's just sort of the distribution. Because again, we're not. There are some that do delivery, but they're not as um, widespread of a service, and they're not as Therefore, they're not as cheap, and we're just sort of looking for, you know, a pretty good price on this. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to get some steak. I haven't had some steak in a while, which would be nice. Yeah, steak is so good in this steak. And yeah. summer's coming, so. Yeah, we, we have a grill, so hopefully. Barbecue we might, season. We might do some grills. I have some ribs. Yummy. Nice. Yeah. Things that, like. All the things, like, it's all these things that we can all still do, right? But it just feels weird because you can't, you shouldn't be, like, inviting people over and, and I don't know. Summer is going to be tough and we're going to see a second wave of COVID because of it. Have you guys, do you guys have, like, a, a, a mental block of lists, or sorry, I can word this better, words, Nancy. Do you guys have like a little mental list of things that you definitely enjoy better when other people enjoy it with you? Or do you think that you can pretty much Sex. enjoy anything by yourself? Okay, fine. <laughs> Aside from the obvious answer, thank you. Um, Some things that I enjoy on my own or like in isolation generally. Mm-hmm. Do you have things that you enjoy better by yourself or do you have things that you enjoy and they must be enjoyed with other people? Like, for instance, I know friends who very strongly believe that if they're going to enjoy a drink, they have to enjoy a drink with someone. They oh, I'm definitely like, like enjoy that. a drink on their own. Yeah, I don't enjoy just drinking alcohol for the sake of drinking alcohol by myself. I have to be with someone else or like, even if it's not for an occasion, but like, I have the luxury, right, of like I stream so I often get a lot of social interaction that way every week and that same. even if I'm not in the same room as them or I don't necessarily see the face of everyone that I'm talking with if I'm like having a drink on stream I'm sharing that experience with lots of other people but also makes for really hilarious streaming when you're drinking on it, it very much does and people love it it really is free entertainment but that that would be like <laughs> For example, a thing that like I don't enjoy, like drinking to me isn't very fun to do by myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, there are a lot of games that I don't enjoy. Like any kind of like competitive style of game, I don't really like playing by myself. Like single player games are fun for me to like. Like RPG style games or like very story drama based games are fun for me to play alone. Right. But like I don't want to play like a co op game with random people like i want it to be with people yeah that i know i don't know like okay you, you know like now that you bring it up so uh, like mm -hmm. a lot of people know i don't really drink regularly at all uh um, either but i so I'm, I'm wondering if it's like a social conditioning thing but 
you know, like I don't drink alone for sure. Like uh, anytime I do drink, it's because I'm in the company of friends, uh, not being forced to drink at that time either. Right. But just like, it definitely seems more enjoyable to drink while you're uh, socializing. Um, Hmm. It's also a, a very interesting question to ask because like, I am sort of like a ambivert in the way that like, I'm happy to be an introvert and I'm happy to be an extrovert. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, there are extrovert things that I sort of miss right now though, but like, I am generally happy doing anything uh, I can do as an extrovert, as an introvert sort of situation. So like whether I'm, you know, at home doing it, whether it's like playing a multiplayer game alone is totally fine with me. Um, like queuing up solo in a game is not a problem. Um, yeah, like I, it's, it's, I think it's just for me stuck in the general idea that it would just be nice to see people that I care about right now. Like period. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm in the same way and that like I don't I, I'm definitely more introverted and like I prefer having alone time. But like there are still scenarios where like I wanna go and hang out with my friends and I wanna go and like meet new people and I wanna like go outside and socialize. And I think the sucky thing about the situation isn't that like, oh, I get all of this alone time. It's that I only get alone time. I right. can't go out with a friend like I can't you know my parents always make a habit of like I always see my parents on the weekend every weekend since I since I moved away from home like a year ago I always see my parents on the weekend like they'll either come to my house or I'll go visit them I haven't done that Mm -hmm. I think the last time I I saw my dad was when was when I had to drop groceries in front of his house um while he was in isolation and I got Mm -hmm. to wave from my car (laughs) yeah that was the last time I saw him in person I, I miss going and visiting my parents every weekend. I miss just dropping. Like, it's not even every weekend. It's like sometimes during the weekday, mom will be like, oh, hey, we just got some fresh, like, steak or whatever, and we're going to barbecue it up on Wednesday. Come by after work. Like, I can't even, I can't do that. Right. Um, same with the in-laws. Like, the in-laws are, they very much like having company over in small groups, and I miss just being able to drop in and see them right um with my with my parents like i've been able to visit them but not in like a really like not really like for long or very like um like it, it no like my 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 parents are older so like you know we're, we're very aware of like that sort of concern because like i still have to go out to work so mm-hmm. i understand that there's like sort of that low risk factor even though like with our work there's a lot of like ppe involved and a lot of uh, mm-hmm. te- uh not testing is the right word but like scanning and 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 monitoring let's say but like actually i meant to ask you about that but yeah. you can tell me about that after your story yeah like visiting like visiting is consists mm-hmm. of basically seeing them for five minutes and being like like how's it going like in person and and, and just like like my mom likes to give me like fruit or like some things that she's made or whatever. And it's Same. Like, so it's it, yeah. it's taking like a small bit bit of time, but I mean like it's like can't really hug or anything like that. My yeah, mom, my mom will like, like drop in. Yeah, my mom will like fist bump, and that's <laughs> cute, I guess. But like it's Aww. really just saying like hi, like in the way of me going over to their house, standing at their doorway, saying hi, and then how mm-hmm. are you doing? Everything seems okay, and then kind of. Yeah, like like if 
my mom has something to give me or whatever and then and then that's pretty much it which is like pretty low level right but yeah. i think it's still better than nothing and you know er individual circumstances apply of course because i'm sure some people have parents who are uh you know e even more uh, uh in that risk category or you know whatever mm -hmm. circumstances might be but i do hope that people are able to sort of at least visit the people who are like family you know for them i guess you guys are family too because i see you at least once a week yeah absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah what are you going to ask about my work uh it was a point of curiosity like what kind of uh ppe are you guys using right now uh it depends on the site um mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like while we're very um as a as a company we're very aware of sort of what our ppe requirements should be like um different clients will also provide different ppe um, guidelines and also the equipment to do so on different sites because we do work with uh the vulnerable population we work with uh just I guess anybody like anybody is a potential contractor. Um, it's just a matter of like we we risk assess for each different site, right? So some are like, mm -hmm. are you working outside? Are you working inside? If you're working inside, who's the clientele? Are the client like, uh, is there any chance that the risk is higher here or there? You know, and some places are like face masks, and some places are face masks and gloves, and some places are no face masks, no gloves, uh, mainly because it is honestly considered to be pretty low contact like as in you might not see somebody else for the majority of the shift you know mm. so it's not so bad um mm. and like this isn't really anything classified but like in the way that i don't think we've really had any uh infections this whole time so that's been pretty good like there's been concerns that's and there's good. been quarantine as mm -hmm. uh, as relating to concerns, but um, I don't think there's been actually any uh, any actual concerns in that range. I don't know of anyone personally, uh, either away from work or like just like in friends or social circle who has COVID, which is nice, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. That is nice. Yeah, but yeah. even uh, every time you I hear about it. I think it's been pretty like I wouldn't I don't want to say devastating but it's like it's been bad like it's you know people are cocking their lungs out kind of bad you know so Exactly. Fingers you crossed. You don't wish it on fingers anybody. Crossed. Uh knock on wood. Yeah. Uh and speaking of jobs, I know Dio got a new job which is I did. <gasps> yes. Before you even Congratulations. Before you even launch into that, I want to say that aside from just congratulations it's really nice to know that people are sort of still able to move around professionally, um, you know, and get hired for places or maybe get promoted for others, that kind of thing. Like, it's not just people are like, oh, the economy is shutting down and all this other stuff. But it just depends we're, on what you we're do. We're finding ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's not the absolute end of the world. It's just things are different. Right. Yeah, yes. it hasn't been a total standstill for sure. Like uh, in the tech world, it's it's always been a bit easier to move around in the tech world. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, we had a new guy start 
like literally yesterday. Oh, good. And and yeah, we had to make a case for hiring right now, but I don't think that was a case that was really easy to argue against. It was a very good reason. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it was a position that needed filling okay. and it needed filling before the quarantine hit. So it's like, yeah, definitely the world hasn't like come to a standstill for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I definitely think for me, it was hard to like recognize that. So maybe maybe a little bit of a background. So I, I had previously been in my previous position for about a year and I was I was shopping around, but I wasn't like fully committed to anything. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just doing my my due diligence as, a, as an individual, which is that, you know, you stick your foot out and you see what's out there and maybe you find something that better suits you, better suits your career interests. Maybe you don't. Right. You just you just go around and you interview and then so before the whole covid situation hit i was kind of just shopping around like i was just looking to see what other positions are out there what's available what can i find um then i transitioned to working from home and then i was laid off and that was a very scary experience um that was the second time that i've been laid off uh as as an adult which was very frustrating and, and very crushing. And it really mm-hmm. did. I mean, for me, the first couple of weeks of COVID really did feel like the world was ending and like my life was falling apart and it was, it was really tough. Bad and mental had space, a, right? Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a very bad mental space. I was having a really tough time, but I was very lucky in that, you know, I had a very good support system of friends and, and family, including people I live with and people I don't. But, you know, I said, well, I was already going through the motions of putting myself out there. So I'm going to keep going through the motions of putting myself out there and I'll see what I find. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up finding the position that I'm at now, um, which is a different position than I was in before. And, you know, as Nancy was saying, when you're in the tech industry, you have a little bit more leeway to kind of move around and, and try different things because, you know, even though physical manual labor might stop or might slow down, um, the technology is always needed to to keep things up you know the mm-hmm. the medical industry like every industry on this earth always needs someone to develop and maintain their software someone to support their software someone to support their their web pages and, and things like that so the Make technology must be upkept. work yeah 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 so sure. our technological overlords must be maintained indeed so i can start my new job tomorrow which nice. is very interesting and, and very exciting um the only downside is that i'm gonna be working on pacific time instead of uh-huh. mountain time because they... so you're gonna be getting up like an hour earlier every day an hour later every day so i start yeah. work oh. an hour late and then i work an hour late so you know most people mm. are working like eight to five i'm working nine to six mm. but that's okay it just means that's i can okay. either sleep in in the morning or I'm I'm planning to try and get myself to do something physically active in that extra hour in the morning or in that mm. shifted hour. Maybe it's not an extra hour. It's a shifted hour. But uh, but it's exciting. You know, it's just kind of like it's kind of like and, you know, for especially as a new hire, normally, like if you think of like what's your first day at a new job, you go into the office and you do orientation and, and, and things like that. You meet, you people, meet people. But that's not going to yeah. happen in this case for for two reasons. Number one. One new reason is that I'm not physically in the place in the office where yeah. in the in the in, in the place where I would be working, even if the COVID situation hadn't hit, because they're a province over, so I would have had to have moved. Um, but we're not, obviously we're not planning on doing that during the COVID situation because it doesn't make a lot of a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. so as a result, I'll be starting 
remotely, which is very new and, and very different, I think, both for lots of employers and, and for me to uh, to be working remote. But I have done work remote positions before, mm-hmm. um, and I have found personally that I do really well in those kinds of spaces sometimes. It depends depends on the employer and it depends on the kind of work, but I do find that sometimes I can um, succeed pretty well remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm excited question. for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. What do you find most difficult about onboarding remotely? Like what is one of the hardest things to wrap your head around if you're starting somewhere and you are working completely separate and away from the physical location of the office i think especially for companies that are very physical like that don't have work from home policies or like never normally do remote work Mm -hmm. it's they they it's the it's the habit to forget that you know when you onboard someone new you really do have to let them sit down and backpack off of someone for like a good month like that new hire is glued to someone else who's like a primary contact them, for you right? who's like a primary contact who is like watch helping them do their job and mm-hmm. adjust and understand what their their tasks and their roles are for like a good you know two to four weeks when they start and mm-hmm. when you're when you're in an office you maybe don't really think about it because you know it's so easy to just lean over your desk or go into that person's cubicle or go into that person's office and just mm-hmm. be watching what they're doing but when you're remote, you have to think about things like, I need to invite this person to the meetings that I have going on today. I need to set up, you know, an open screen share or a call or have an open channel where that I'm constantly checking to communicate with this person. I have to, you know, this person can't physically come and invade my space. Right. So I have to make it so that they can digitally invade my space. What is the most embarrassing thing someone has ever accidentally screen shared with you? Nothing. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever shared anything weird. Ah, that's a lie. I did have a friend once. Um, it wasn't screen shared specifically with me. It was with an entire stream where Ooh. their camera had bugged out. They were going live and their camera had bugged out as they were in the process of putting their shirt on. Now, <laughs> thankfully, this was a male friend. So, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't get any major trouble, but they definitely weren't expecting, you know, they're they're doing their like stream starting thing and their their naked stomach is just full view. There was a screenshot I saw earlier of someone, someone who was being interviewed from home on like news and they had worn like a dress shirt and a tie and a suit jacket. But underneath, they were very clearly wearing shorts. <laughs> wow. And, like, it was, yes. like, it's not, like, bad. Like, people are understanding, and it's like, ooh, like, guy wore shorts. Like, you know what I mean? But it just, mm-hmm. it, it, like, it just looks funny, obviously, because yeah, pants culture is out the see. door, man. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting that we're being forced into sort of a yeah. new set of etiquette when it comes to things like screen sharing yeah. and like video meetings. Uh, going to back to sort of like uh, uh, sort of being a new hire uh, at work, I would I, I like obviously not in that situation, but I think the thing that came that just came up for me would be what if you really like the work in the time that you're doing like away from or uh, working from home, but when you actually have to go meet 
like the people in the workplace like in person it just turns out that like you really don't like the people <laughs> that's that's my biggest fear that is literally my biggest fear because right? i know that like i work from home really really well because mm-hmm. i have social anxiety like I do a pretty good job of masking it and I do you know, a good job of trying to be aware of it and, and dealing with it however best I can as an adult. Right. But like working from home is easy because like I have complete control of my social engagements or social disengagements during the workday. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. I just don't feel comfortable having a being on video during a call, I can just turn my camera off. Right. You know, when you're in a physical office, I can't turn my face off. Like, right. there's, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely a fear of mine. I'm like, oh, what if I find that like, I really, really enjoy working remote and I love it and it's perfect for yeah. my lifestyle. And it's everything that I want. And then I transition back, you know, or if I transition back into going to work physically and I'm just like, you know, I, this isn't for me. I don't like it. Right. Um, that's sort of the thing that we were talking in the sort of the lead up here was, I really wonder how much office space is going to be, um, sort of vacated, vacated. Yeah. Like, or re reallocated, reassigned, repurposed. Exactly. Cause like, um, the, the quickest example was like, let's say you have a staff of 50 at any given company and before COVID and then uh, during COVID they were like you know work from home well we figured out a system um, it's a little bit more uh, it's a little less efficient or whatever but we're we're gonna make uh, uh, at this point 80% work from home Uh, you know if you got 10 people left in the office and then they realized that this is how they only ever needed 10 people in the office, in the office right, ever. Right. Yeah. And like the, your work submissions from work from home and uploads and everything like that all, all could be fairly smoothly completed from being at home. And then they're like, Hey, uh, I don't feel like paying another $10,000 in rent. So for, for all this leased office space. Right? So like, you why guys wouldn't can I just stay where, where you are? are. Right. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that is going to become the new normal because I definitely think I definitely think the the expectation that you need to physically be in an office to do every single kind of possible work um, is it a little is bit older. It's definitely a very yeah, it's, it's a, very a very old mentality. Old for sure. mentality, and I think if anything, this situation has taught. I think, or has been a very strong demonstration and and case example for the fact that it doesn't you don't. it doesn't need to be that way. There is a lot of work. There is, there is work that cannot be done at home, right. but there is a lot of work that can be done at mm-hmm. home. And then, like, if you have yeah. a meeting, then you would just travel into the office where there's probably a boardroom or something like that where you could actually... Some such thing, yeah, right. where you can physically meet in person yeah. if you need to. But I, I, mm-hmm. it's important to remember that, like, before all of this, um, I just quickly Googled it. Uh, Calgary's downtown's office vacancy, which it has quite been high. fairly high... At some point, it was like up to like a third of offices were vacant downtown. Were vacant, yes. And at I the end of 2019, yes. it was about 25% or 24.5%. So a quarter. So, yeah. so still quite high. I wonder where it right? is now. Well. Yeah, I wonder where it is now. Like, Yeah, that's going to be a like big... A, I mean, uh, like where, I remember where will it be after, right? We exactly because I remember I worked when I when I was at my previous position I was working downtown um, mm-hmm. on the west end and I would notice like I I was definitely very aware of like the amount of vacancies because like you know I would look across the even in my building it was like there were entire floors right there was an entire floor that was empty 
mm-hmm. that had offices and, and space that were not being leased out. Across the street, there was like an entire bottom floor of a building where there was just nothing. Absolutely. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just that in the offices that like uh, that I'd be working in in downtown, I could look across. Mm-hmm you know, uh, down uh, like two other buildings and there'd be like entire floors where you could just see there's no cubicles, no people, like it's just completely vacant. It actually looks really mm-hmm. weird, but like they'll still keep the lights on for whatever Yeah, reason. exactly. Yeah. For security, yeah. yeah, of course. But like take my company, for example, we were going through a significant growth spurt right before the quarantine hit. We were aggressively hiring. We were literally running out of desk space. Mm-hmm. And now we're all working from home. So this, I think, is just like a really interesting opportunity to revisit that with this as right. an opportunity and, and very much a reality. My guess in future, uh, I would assume that one of the changes that we're going to see from like a hiring point of view is asking candidates whether they would be willing to work from home or prefer to work from home or prefer to work in an office with those sort of... Uh, answers being uh, uh, sort of part of your overall application because you know it's true that like for example office space costs money um, it's true that uh, you know for example having the, the, the biggest the biggest issue I can only see from not from decentralizing everything in your workforce is that having issues like IT problems would be a much harder thing to address maybe from home like if your computer dies at home, then, uh, you know, like, I guess the first thing you're going to supposed to do is go into the office and have things sort of rearranged and fixed. But on the whole, it does feel like uh, options for uh, work comfort, let's say, and work efficiency are going to increase because of uh, all the all the choices that have been made during uh, quarantine and isolation is my guess. So... So what you're saying is, is that in future hiring and interviewing, this is going to be, this question will be on the same level as, would you be willing to relocate for this position? To a certain extent, yes. Like, it'd be an equivalent level question. Like, would you be willing to move to whatever city for this job? Would you be willing to work remotely full-time here regardless right even if you don't have to relocate to another city would you and and like the only the only thing i've seen come up so far is that there are individuals that just prefer to go to the office yes yeah it's for not sure that, mm-hmm. yeah and it's not that they it it's uh an efficiency problem for them it's just that they prefer that entirely different setting it's that mental headspace unlike yeah for some people headspace. like but also it's some very people productive at home yeah, exactly. Like, I and they're just really distracting. Yeah, like I have the. I, I always, whenever I talk about like I work well from home, it's also mm-hmm. from the perspective I have the luxury of I don't have children. I have a yeah. cat and a dog. Like, you have a fur, you have fur babies. Well, I have but fur even kids, if you they're, have, they're pretty quiet. I gotta say though, I don't know if kids really factor into the equation. Like they factor in the equation right now because schools are shut down. They wouldn't yeah, factor into the equation. And daycare, yeah. yeah, they like and daycares are shut down. But like mm-hmm. in a regular or more uh, uh, free world, uh, kids would be going to school. You know, kids would be going yeah, to daycare or camps uh, during summer and all that kind of stuff. So I don't yeah. really see it as much. It's just a problem that's sort of uh, magnified 
because of the situation. By the, the pandemic now, situation, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But I definitely Absolutely. think I definitely think for some people it's just a matter of like some people I think it comes down to does your headspace or does your your mental efficiency like does it work best when you go through the 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 process of context switching physically mm-hmm. or do you enjoy or are you able to do context switching at home mm-hmm. because I think if you don't in if you like physically context switching then you would prefer to go to an office because it's that's a physical context switch home is home <laughs> and that's where you do home stuff and then you physically go to your office and you do you do work and, and I know for myself personally like there are situations where I like going into an office I would say I definitely prefer to work from home as much right. as possible but there are situations where I like to go in person and be in an office like if I had if I had, you know, dream say of how often I worked from home, I would say I would be in the office two days out of the week and I would work from home three days of the that's, week. That's totally what I would do too. Like two days, maybe one day. Like but he, I don't need to be in the office for what I do. I really Most don't. of the time, right? Yeah. Here, but here's the other thing. Um, you know, we're, we're talking in sort of, it's easy to talk in sort of like your personal context. Um mm-hmm. But as we're all aware, there's like statistics, for example, uh, L.A., where you sort of where L.A. is a very uh, largely urban spread city and urban living area. Densely populated. Densely populated. uh, Very heavy traffic. Exactly. So traffic, like, you know, you hear stories of like people are stuck in traffic for literally two hours a single way either in or out of work. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silicon Valley is like that as well. Exactly. So like lessening that sort of travel and congestion and congestion like not not it's not just about like the travel part of it but literally not having to take that time and you know you already have an eight hour day at work but you have to compound another uh two or three hours just traveling to and transit time right Mm -hmm. like and being able to take that away i have to imagine that especially in places like that they're seriously looking at it plus again with uh uh retail or not retail um renting office space uh, that's got to be at a premium as well so that those places will see like such a significant reduction in sort of i think uh worker stress maybe as well as sort of making everything more efficient for them and when if you see like big changes like that from sort of large uh, uh, companies located in those areas, though, that will have a huge ripple effect on the rest of everywhere else. I certainly can agree that removing the need to commute really improves my mental state for the day. Right. Yeah, 100%. Like, I hate commuting to work. When I lived at my parents, the biggest, one of the biggest impetuses for Angela and I moving in together was not just because like obviously part of it was because we wanted to move in together because we've been together for a long time but a big part of it was for me was like i am going to move one way or the other because right i cannot handle transiting 90 minutes in one direction every single day right i can't do it i can't do it i'm gonna move one way or another so if we're gonna move in together now is the time or else you're gonna have to wait another year while i live on my own right because <laughs> I, I i can't deal with like, this commute for my parents. I get to, I get to walk to work. I've I've yeah, walked to work exactly. for the last for the last year. Uh it's super nice. Um sometimes obviously in the winter it's cold, 
which might suck mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's like a 20-minute walk. It's not a big deal. So it's not that bad. It, it's not always a 20-minute mm-hmm. walk either. Sometimes it's like a five-minute walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like... depends on, on the day and... Yeah. yeah. On the, and, and sites and I things. Think on the I job live, and things. Yeah. yeah. I think I live just far enough away from where I work where it would probably take me like an hour, an hour 15 if I just like walked it to work. Yeah. You could bike. I, yeah, yes. you could, I could bike. Yeah. And so for me, it's like I could... I could, like, when I transited to work, it would take me, like, 15 to 20 minutes, which is super convenient. Or if I wanted to bike to work, it would take me, like, 25 to 30 minutes, which is completely acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, If I wanted to walk, I could probably do it in about an hour Mm -hmm. um, and get, like, exercise for the day if I didn't want to take transit. And for me, that was great. But, like, one of the really nice things about working from home is, like, I don't lose any time in my day to transiting right like or, or walking somewhere or house. leaving the house like it's like i get out of bed mm. i can take my time making breakfast i can take my time getting ready in the morning yeah. and i can just and sit down at my thing. desk and i'm ready to be refreshed and to do stuff that's another thing i can actually have breakfast now yeah, yeah. i've also been having like breakfast. you have time to have cook. time it's kind of nice eat a nice breakfast. I'm not just grabbing a granola bar out the door or like a croissant from the Costco box of croissants just to right. bring with me to work. I can actually like make some eggs. Five and... minutes to fry an egg. Right. Cut up an avocado. I made a breakfast sandwich this toast. morning. That was pretty good. Yummy. Ooh, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I, I, I make them before, for but breakfast. I mean, it's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, oh, uh, sort of going back to the, uh, you know, how I said, like, you know, you should. You could look into online ordering for your food and all that kind of thing. The mm-hmm. sad thing that I am seeing now, and it's not like upsetting necessarily, because you under you have to under, you just have to understand the logistics. There are fewer and fewer ordering options from where I'm getting like takeout. Yeah, oh. yeah, I have noticed oh. that. Yeah, restaurants like are of- restaurants are slowly closing down, especially the ones that are uh, non-chain. Uh, chain or disappearing yeah yeah mm-hmm. one of my favorite bubble tea places is just gone now like i oh, haven't no. seen them and i'm i'm no. really sad because yeah. i loved ordering from there and of course you're not really sure whether they're like done as a uh yeah i I don't know if they're done done for the pandemic or if they're done done forever like i have no idea and there's no way for me to contact them or check in on them or i'm mildly i'm mildly terrified that when the pandemic is over over we're going to be at such a great loss for eating options yeah oh, so many sure. small businesses just in general i think are yep, gonna yep. shuttered small retail yeah, small uh, uh small restaurants anything that's mm-hmm. locally non uh, uh what do you call Not it franchised does... right yeah mm-hmm. so that's gonna be pretty crazy yeah um i, I can't think of like a lot of like I, I go to a lot of small businesses, but at the same time, like at the end of the day, everyone sort of has their own situation and how they've handled it in the first place, whether they laid people off right at the beginning or like whatever. So it's going to be pretty wild, I think, to see sort of stepping into the recovery age, you know, the recovery period, what is going to be around. Um, and what, you know what, like on a larger scale of things for us, like, what organizations are going to be around in terms of like conventions and like fan organizations and things like that? Because uh, mm. some some like nonprofits really do run on a pretty razor thin margin. 
uh things like casino money being like is a, con- a big thing yeah yeah, yeah. uh um uh, you know other other organizations that just don't have like the means to keep going after the loss of like a potential year because of you know yeah. you still have to pay things for like storage for example um mm-hmm. even if you're a nonprofit and you have to pay for mm-hmm. a bunch of just overhead items yeah like with with the extension of the ban on large like public gatherings like music festivals mm-hmm. might just go under they might not come yeah, back sled island and even before sled island, yeah, folk like music gone. festival um, they finally announced for stampede which is like different but music but there is a music component at stampede too you know yeah, yeah so you know the uh, stage. Uh, they were talking about like the rodeo the rodeo because the rodeo yeah. uh even though there's like a lot of money that you can win at the rodeo as a cowboy uh mm-hmm. it runs on pretty low like like small margins as well so oh yeah and um interestingly enough there are, well like things like um food festivals for example that's another like food truck uh, thing things. that like spurs people yeah, like, you know, people who go out to eat to, like, partake in, like, Pizza Week right. or, like, Burger, Burger week. week. Yeah, Poutine Week, all that kind of stuff. Poutine Week, all that stuff. And it's like, you know, even if these food festivals come back next year, how many people are around to be a part of them? Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty n- mad to see what public events will be. Because, like, a lot of people were obviously upset about seeing their favorite summer events go down and things like that Mm -hmm. but like the question is like what's gonna be around you know what'll be left Mm -hmm. yeah what will what will remain there's definitely some only only time will tell yeah and and like i i have faith that if our favorite you know pizza week goes away someone else will start one like when when things stabilize again right it's just a matter of like you're asking a lot of of sort of new community initiatives again like you know yeah uh it's not as easy as being like hi i'm bob and i'll be redoing pizza week since the old pizza week is gone right like you have to make all those connections do all the logistics and paperwork and all that stuff so it's going to be pretty crazy uh at the lack of things that will be available during the recovery period yeah yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. And like, oh man, I was just remembering. It's like the last thing I participated in was hot chocolate month. Yeah, I also did hot chocolate month. Yummy. Actually, I was going to say, um, uh, what was your last social event? Oh, God. Like big social event. Yeah. Um, right before quarantine hit, that was probably when I had friends over at uh, my new place and we all rolled and created our D&D characters. Mm. How about you? That was probably the last time I had a gathering, yeah. Mm. Oh, you know what? I think mine was SakuraCon prep because I was planning to go to SakuraCon. (laughs) So I had a bunch of friends. A lot of people are. I had a bunch of friends come over and we had like not really like a party but like we were all working on various little projects yeah and so we had snacks and we had music going and yeah we were just working on stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that was the last time i had like Mm -hmm. people over not surprisingly i just the last one i was at was just a note like it was an odefest meeting like we had a dinner after a meeting that was nice it was nice uh but 
You know, if you had to ask all that stuff, yeah, if you had to ask, like, what was your last event? And it's like, I don't, I didn't think it was going to be that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't think the last time I would get to hang out with people was, uh, I figured my last event was I was going to go to soccer con and I was going to be stuck in my house for 14 days. But that was the hope, right? (laughs) That was the hope, but it was, uh, not the case. Very quickly became not the the case. Yeah, I think I've said this, I've said this before, but I really want to go out for all you can eat sushi. With oh, people. With I, just like I with, want with literally almost so everybody. Bad. I, just, I want sashimi so bad. Yeah, I just like so we've ordered I. we've ordered sushi a couple of times in. It's not the same. Yeah, and I just I yeah. I really do want to have like every I want to invite everybody that you know would want to go. Uh, no, and and we're just gonna like crowd out a restaurant. You know what I mean? I miss Peking duck. I miss Peking Duck, but Peking Duck is like, it's a, it's a, I want to have it, but I wouldn't, you can't order it. Well, you can order it, I guess, as a delivery, but it just wouldn't be right. No, it wouldn't be right. Peking Duck for me is a food that you have to enjoy with other people because you can't have a whole duck to yourself. Yes, you can. You, that is quitter talk. Okay, I'm not you. That's quitter talk. I am not you. And you are not dedicating yourself enough to the duck i'm gonna dismiss that comment but like (laughs) duck was such a it was a family event we went out for duck of course you know we had like the wraps we had the soup we had the noodle we had the fried rice and it was it like we always had it together yes with with the fam and it's like that i miss that of course i really really miss that uh and just gotta hope that the restaurants that we're talking about having them at <laughs> will be around <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy but you know i i think that if anything in the summer um like we're not talking i'm not talking about any sort of medical perspective i'm just saying that i feel like things will sort of loosen up a little bit in the summertime um I don't know if anyone here has goals for like sort of a post quarantine summer or like a, a relaxed quarantine summer. I'm hoping to go on a really short road trip just just to go driving just, outside of the city. Yeah, like I miss road trips and I just miss having that sort of freedom feeling right now. I don't know. Well, okay, so the provincial parks around us are currently closed yes. to discourage tourists, mm-hmm. obviously. But it's like, that's one of the areas I would want most to drive through. Like, I would want to be able to go and enjoy some nature and some nice views, you know, through my car window, maybe even get out and have some of that air. But like, that's where I'd want to go. And now it's, it's currently blocked off. Right. The the one thing I will say is I will not go to the States, I think. Yeah, I'm not planning on going to the States. The numbers are just too much and there's just not enough unity in sort of their um controlling it so it's too bad because i I, I I was considering like going to seattle on a road trip or going through montana on a road trip just as something fun can't uh, but i I won't love to go to seattle as a road trip i won't do it now uh won't do it for foreseeable years i think so yep time to be responsible about it as much as we want to i do like i'd be all over that road trip with you holy I, i i will say that i do i can't think of what my first um post quarantine activity is gonna be yeah i have no fucking oh there's too many and when i'm saying like activity i'm not saying like going to that restaurant or going to like i mean like 
going to a, a social event event you know yeah, like, like, like whether it's a convention is it yeah, gonna be a food like a truck festival gathering? or whatever right? like it what's it gonna like? be I'm going to get everyone who's available to just go out for bubble tea. Like, I'm going to start small. I just want us all to go meet up for bubble tea. Oh, man. Well, I I'm just inviting thought of myself. Something. I just thought of something. Because mm -hmm. I haven't seen, like, because we have friends uh, in the Oda fam that have, like, kids. Yeah. Like, how much bigger are they going to be by the end? Oh, this my gosh. They're going to be like, massive. How big's Ellie going to be? And how big's... Uh, she's going to look gonna different. So she's going to be a big girl. She's, she's going to be bigger than the cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, gosh. Right? I don't know. How big is, uh, uh, you know, like all... all this is oh, all, all the, all the, all the little ones. All the little ones, right? All the little Oda minions are going to be big. Right? Mm. It's going to be mad. Oh, good. We can we can use all the unpaid labor we can get. True. True. We always have. <laughs> I that's... kid. I kid. No, that's I how kid. we that's how we operate. There's no joking. No. <laughs> that's why it we're is, a volunteer-run organization. organization. Yep. From the it's top true. to the bottom. Whether you're volunteering or voluntold. Exactly. Oh no! <laughs> I just came across a picture of some really good-looking food. <laughs> oh, why do you do this to yourself? Oh, uh, because why food do you is do great. This? I'm gonna post it. So I'm gonna post it thing, to the Discord. <laughs> so another thing that I realize that I only really like to share with other people is when I bake like big sweet things. Like if I make like the cinnamon batch? pull apart, or oh, if I make a pie, yes. or if I make a big cake. Oh. I don't do that when it's just us at home, Did right? Because I only do people. that when we have gatherings. I, like yeah, I, I make yeah, yeah. apple pie. Like I make yeah, apple for pie sure. for extra life. I can't remember whose like, who's online video it was. It was probably like. Bon Appetit's video, but someone made like a cinnamon date roll, and it just looks so oh. good. I don't Why bake. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't bake either. That's sort of the issue. Maybe I can get Bayfire to do it. I'll just prod at him. Be like, your oven is broken, though. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Unlucky. No, Unlucky. No, it's not. Your your oven is broke. No, it's not. Well, it it wildly fluctuates in temperature when you try to set it to something, so you can never consistently bake anything. Mm, that's not what my pizza says. <laughs> <laughs> pizza I mean, so less is less exact what... baking science, but true. Definitely I mean, I don't know if it's exact. like broke, broke for baking, but I mean, it makes me pizza and it makes me bacons and it makes me uh, mm, other bacons. many other foods. So I yummy, disagree yummies. that it is broken. I would say it's inconsistent. Which is a different problem. Okay, fine. It's it, it's inconsistent. I mean, it's my oven. I think I would know. So. <laughs> fine. It is unacceptable. It's acceptable. It makes bacon. Acceptable. <laughs> Period. Um, mm. Yeah. Is there anything else we'd like to touch on before we sort of wrap this up? Um, the only anime thing that I can really touch on is the new Ghost in the Shell. Right. If you guys are interested in hearing my quick take on it. It's on Netflix? It. Yes, tell me. It is on Netflix. So Ghost in the Shell, uh, it was not animated by production IG, unfortunately. Uh, is IG even studio in? Animating. No, IG's still in business. Oh, they're in business. Yeah. Um, so this one was animated mostly by Sola, I think. So they, they did the 3D semi-cell uh, animated cell shading style. Okay. Um. So this is a this is part of the standalone complex uh, incarnation of Ghost in the Shell because there's there's quite a few incarnations right. of Ghost in the Shell, 
and um, SAC 1 and 2 were definitely my favorites. I don't like this one as much. There's only half a season so far. How long is it? But Like, what is half a season uh, today? I think it's 12. It's currently at 12 episodes. Okay, so they're going okay. for 24. It's only the first... To 26. It's only the first half of this season. Okay. Yeah, so 24. Okay, that makes sense. But my only real beef with it is that they tried to make the major look a little too cute. Like, she's a badass. Right. She's a... Yeah, a let her be a big, established strong post apocalyptic purple hair, uh, strong warrior woman. Doesn't need she to be is, a waifu. No, she is very, very independent right. and very badass. But it's like you know, the more shots that I see of her in it, it's like they definitely tried to make her more diminutive. Like they they made her shorter, they made her smaller, they they made her face very cute. That's a design which choice. Is it's a design choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am not for it. Those people who really like that visual style, that's great. Good for you. Um, her outfit is very true to her. It's just the way they rendered her person that right. seems a little out of character mm-hmm. for me. Right. But like, they still tell, uh, they've been very good at keeping the characters true to their SAC versions. Right. So, you know, the major is still very badass. Um, my favorite episode to date so far is Bato goes to the bank, and something very you can't much do. Is one of those... <laughs> yeah, not something well, I was just, expecting. Yeah, it's Bato goes to the bank. Uh, it's not Bato goes grocery shopping, right? But um, they still set the tone for a very Orwellian dystopic future, okay. and Bato going to the bank is like an establishing episode of that. However, touching and alternatingly comedic at times Mm -hmm. but like there are definitely episodes that make me tear up because they very much paint a picture that's very on the nose for a very potential future that's close to us now right that's sort of terrifying and sad (laughs) yeah exactly it's terrifying it's sad and then there are bits of humanity that shine through that are really touching that's good and uh 1984 is very heavily referenced. Oh my Neat. goodness. Oh. I'd, I'd be yes, willing to um, get into that just for that, just to see sort of what they're into. They've managed to maintain the same tone that they did in the first two SAC right. seasons. So I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. The characters are very true. The only thing that's really, truly missing is Yoko Kano doing the music. She's not there. Oh. The music doesn't quite that's strike okay. the same. I mean, Netflix just has a hate on for like, the music that belongs to the series because like if you look at evangelion like jesus christ oh, true jesus they, were christ. Like, they were like nope that was what a mistake that was a crime yeah. like no that you was cannot a crime. have it um oh boy I want, but yeah, yeah so that's really the only new anime thing right, right. <laughs> since angelo's not here to talk about anime and anime things. anime related things. yeah but i mean yes um actually really quick uh just as we're talking about it uh, we are going to probably have our uh, anime preview episode coming up again soon. So we'll probably Exciting. have... Uh, that'll probably come up. And 
I don't know if we can really do anything, but I was hoping to sort of celebrate maybe next episode. People should be looking out for our next episode because it's the 100th episode. Oh, and wow! if you had to ask me, I'd be like, I don't know if we would ever have made it to 100 episodes. And yet here we are. <laughs> should we have a digital birthday party for the 100th podcast? Digital Yummy. birthday party. Yes. I'll get everybody ice cream or something and send it to your house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Heck yes. Delicious. But that yeah. sounds amazing. Um... I don't know if the anime preview episode will be next episode, but it will be coming out, uh, I think, fairly soon. soon. Yeah, soon. New season, new season stuff. Although Angela said that he was, he hasn't been watching a lot, and I don't know if you oh, have. Oh, interesting. Uh, I've been watching a couple new shows, yeah. um, and I've, I'm kind of cleaning up my backlog of stuff as well, which right. has been mm. been nice since I've that that's what I was doing with my brief unemployment time. Right. Um, was what watching some new watch? stuff. So I watched B Stars. Yes, um, I knew I you would. I started like one or two episodes of it. How was the oh, rest of it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. I want a season two. I'm so invested. I'm really I didn't think I would care. Yeah. Um, huh. There was one that I was hearing about. It's another isekai, though, so I don't know if you'd be watching it, but I heard it was at least funny. It's like yeah, one isekai where sh- one where shows a girl dies. Hot. Yeah, and she comes back oh. as a, in like a. Uh, uh, Sort of like dating sim or visual, or like visual yes. novels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've heard funny. of this one. I don't remember the name, but everyone told me I would actually like it, so I'm yeah. probably gonna watch it. Yeah. We'll have Maybe you. We'll have you back on it. either way. Yeah. Let's watch so. it together, and then yeah. we can talk okay. about it. Yeah. We'll set yeah. up. We yes, should set up. We should it. set up a few more uh, watch parties. Watch parties. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, we were talking about this earlier, actually. Uh. I know Vern is always up for a rewatch of The Last Airbender. Right, Ooh, and, and yeah, we talked about classic. this last episode, so yeah, we should do that. So uh, definitely yeah. have a watch party. Yeah. Yes. I know, I like yeah, Vern also just did one for Promare. I didn't get to watch because I'm mm-hmm. a dummy, and I, I forgot missed about it. it. Yeah, I'm a dummy. I just well, I missed about it. it. I, joined, I joined the Discord like half an hour after the movie had started, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it now. Right. That just ruins right. it. So I'm going to watch it from the beginning when I get to. I feel it. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, these are the things that we have to look forward to. Hopefully everyone is doing the same with uh, their own respective social circles. I really hope that people are finding ways to keep close. Um, yeah, even if exactly. you're like me and you suck at like, you know, communicating. <laughs> uh, I really hope that, you know, this, that you, you get to be human, I guess, through all this. That's kind of a big thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time, next week, same place, same bat place, same bat time. Yes. Stay safe, everyone. Right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Set